Hey, it's Alexis Haynes, and this is my podcast, Recovering from Reality. My sister Gabby is here with us today, and I am so excited to sit down and talk with her because... I get so many questions. I'm like, what, how is your and Gabby's relationship um, today? And, and so I think that I just want to talk about, about that because our relationship is something that is very important to me, but that's often neglected. And I think that there's been a number of things that have transpired over the years that have led to that on both of our parts. I mean, if I was to try to go back in time and figure out like, the beginning of Gabby and my trauma. Like I I couldn't really. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'd like to think maybe, well, no, it was before that. So I can think of one huge incident that Gabby's brought up to me a couple of times. And it was when I was a shitty 13 year old, like we all are. And I was really, really mad at her. And I didn't, I like lost control a little bit. And you choked me? No, I don't remember choking you. Do you, don't, you don't remember? The, no, I don't remember that. Oh. But I was, I, see, in another episode, I talked about how I never let myself get angry. I should have prefaced that by saying I never let myself get angry unless I was on drugs. But if I was on drugs, then like all emotions were present. Um, but no, when I threw a water bottle at your head. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I feel really, really bad about that today. Um, but I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I love to talk about, um, family roles, right? Like the roles that we play in a family system. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely the scapegoat. And, um, and then you were kind of like the ignored child in our family. I feel like you were ignored. I was the scapegoat and Tess was the troublemaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was definitely our dynamic. Yeah, I, I can see that. I definitely can see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I was ignored, but I guess I didn't notice that when I was younger. I kind of just felt like we're in a shit storm. <laughs> we were <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> yes. And I was just trying to make one day happen at a time you know yeah oh it's like holding on for dear life yeah it really was it's like you're in the tornado and you're just trying to hold ground so fast forward a minute i get sober and me and gabby's relationship really it honestly got farther and farther apart it did yeah because i was nowhere near sobriety and i didn't even want to understand it I, i think i just had a lot of um, resent towards you. And I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't never felt like we were going to be close again. Yeah, I guess. And we had very different outlooks. Yeah. Yeah. Different perceptions Of of our childhood. And I think that that kind of, there was a number of things that have happened over the last eight years that have brought us that at the time were really painful and really chaotic and, and that have brought us closer together in the long run. I think that recovering as a family is often really messy. I think that um, resentment is, 
really toxic and it but it's hard to get over Mm -hmm. like forgiveness is a really hard choice to make when there's been so much turmoil and i'm so stubborn uh yeah yeah and again going back to like the roles we play in our family i was the scapegoat um and so often like a lot of the family drama was blamed on me as the child rather than everybody kind of looking at like their roles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like the way that they were contributing to that yeah and so i think that our dynamic was that you always thought that here's alexis um you know stirring the pot or creating the drama i mean i remember i don't really know if i felt that way as much as i just I I don't know. I I mean I knew that you were um y- you you in my yeah, in my perception like you were hysterical uh, in a lot of manners and and very dramatic compared to me. But I like I said But you were we, more shut down and right. I was way more into my feelings. Yeah, exactly. And so I remember that there was this time that we drove to Bean Scene and I was maybe ten and you were eight mm-hmm. and dad was drunk and I remember I didn't want to go into Bean Scene because I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I was like really embarrassed that like, you know, Bean but Scene I didn't was even the hangout. Dad was drunk. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. You didn't. So he she didn't realize but I was becoming more like privy to his behaviors and the switches that would happen when he would be like wasted and and so being he, threw seen, phone, he threw your phone out the window. No, that was a different time. Uh-huh. This time he had a little BMW and it was a coupe. And so I was in the back and Gabby was sitting in the front. She got out of the car and I was refusing to go inside because I was so embarrassed that all of our friends and our friends' parents, because this was like the coffee shop hangout, would be there. And he was clearly drunk. Like you could smell the alcohol off of him. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was hysterical at this point because he kept trying to force me to go in and I did not want to go in because I did not want to be embarrassed. And he reached back in the back of the car and hit me in the face so hard. And I didn't even see it. Yeah, I think that you were like already, I was already, already walked over car, or whatever. Yeah. And but, then I came back and defended dad. And then you came back and defended dad uh-huh. because... I didn't know what I was the reason why he lost his mind. Uh Well, rather than he was, but to an eight year old, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. You know, Uh so we just had very, and we've talked about this. I mean, I remember one time we were driving in the car with Evan and we were, uh, bringing up things in our past. And because you're younger, I think that you had a different perspective. Yeah. I always say I got like the better side of the coin. I never experienced dad the way you experienced dad. I always got... I think that's because of your age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also that you were his favorite for sure because you were the easy child. Yeah. And we've talked about that, Mm -hmm. right? Like how you were always seen as the easy child because you were so shut down. Right. And I would forgive and forgive and forgive. And you put your foot down. I remember when you were 13 and you decided not to talk to dad anymore. Mm -hmm. And... I think that was after that hitting incident. Like, he, I, think I think he actually maybe, hit me yeah. in the mouth so hard I like swelled up. And, I, and then you dot, and then dad stopped drinking because he wanted you in his life again. And I just remember just, I was so mad at you for not talking to him, but I didn't understand that he was a drunk. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't understand. Yeah. And I think that it's, often blurry for families and for children who grow up in families where 
that behavior is just the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I didn't know when any- that's your norm, yeah. it's hard to distinguish. Right. You know, what, what's normal and what's not. And I remember being in the car um, just several years ago with you. It was you, Evan, and myself. And we were out in Maria Del Rey. And we were talking about um, stuff that happened that was, like, really fucked up, honestly. And I was talking about this one girlfriend dad had. And she would lay in her bed in in just a thong and make us play with her boobs. Mm-hmm. And you lost it. You lost it because I think that you were, so you were young and you didn't really recall that situation happening. Right. Right. And we ended up going to therapy over this and well, I just didn't see it like that. You know, I saw Robbie as a caretaker, another mom to me and you saw it as a, as abuse, as abuse. And I didn't because I just wanted to be loved and you had already experienced abuse. I had never experienced abuse, um, sexual abuse. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't aware that that wasn't normal. You know, Mm -hmm. that was, that was, I I don't know. That was love to me. Wow. Hearing that is like (laughs) things that you just don't understand until you're, yeah. Yeah. So we went to therapy and literally Gabby screamed at me for like an hour about how I was warping her perception yeah. of and reality. Then, oh my God. And I remember going home to Brandon and just saying, she's, she's making me see my entire childhood. Like it, I didn't see it like a totally, like, a, like it was so fucked up and to me it wasn't. And you know, that is because that's, you know, like you're saying, and wow, I've never even, I've never even said this to myself or even thought about it to myself, but that was because that was the norm to me. And Mm -hmm. so therefore I didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I was just, I've just done so much work, Mm -hmm. you know, and as a parent too, so much of this stuff, like when we start parenting and having children, we think about the ways that we were parented and we just realized, wow, that was messed up. Yeah. That was really messed up. And like you said, like, I don't really remember too much of Robbie um, or many of dad's girlfriends, to be honest, Mm -hmm. just because I was so young, you Mm -hmm. know, I was. Yeah. And also I suppressed so much of my emotion. Yeah. Um, and I think that came with me forgetting so much of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we had many years where, um, we weren't close. And then when Tess kind of came back into our lives at first, you and her bonded far faster. I was, Tessent had come in and out of our lives periodically and for long stints since we were, well, Gabby was a, newborn basically i don't even know you were tiny yeah and i was a little over two and a half or so maybe three and so she'd been in and out of our lives and we had had major fights over the years but when she came back into her life tess and gabby actually were super close in the beginning and now that i think about it it's 
just again how much I needed love. Like I just mm-hmm. wanted her acceptance. Yeah. I just wanted a sister mm-hmm. that I got along with, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Tess was that person because I I mean, I like to say that we're both Aquarius, so we've kind we kind of bonded. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. But also, yeah, I really just wanted I don't know why, but everyone and I love Tessie to death, but everyone who's ever been harsh or walked away from me in life, I have always fought so hard, hard for. Yeah. yeah. And she was somebody who had left and made me feel unworthy. And therefore, I really wanted her acceptance. Yeah. And I still, like, I catch myself doing that yeah. to this day, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, that's like a really, that's not an easy thing to overcome. Yeah. And it's not something that happens overnight. So you guys started bonding right away. And I remember, and I was already partying and using and stuff. But I remember saying like, Gabby, this is too much. Like, I remember you guys would be smoking cigarettes in the car. And I'd be like, Gabby, I know. you're like 14 years but old. But then at the same time, cigarettes. I was still with without you guys like i was still partying with jackson i mean jackson jacqueline and taking ecstasy at like 14 yeah no i know with 18 year old guys that you know yeah yeah no i know so you know then gabby tess and i had our partying phase together and then um tess and i were introduced to oxycontin and um thankfully gabby never got involved in that i'm i'm so grateful because it's obviously opiates are so dangerous but um tess and i kind of became two peas in a pod and gabby was well i tried it that one time yeah and then i just honestly it was that one time we're in the parking lot of lomans i'll never fucking forget this with kevin and you and me Mm -hmm. and tess and i saw how much you guys liked it and that was the second time I was going to do it the second time. And I was like, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And that, thank God you had a conscious. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I just I saw know. it and I was like, no, this yeah. is bad news. This yeah. is bad news. I can't, I can't participate in this. Yeah. So, so that happened. And obviously the show happened. And next thing you know, Gabby's visiting me while I'm in jail. Every Saturday, 3 a.m. I would wake up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful because that wasn't my only bit of sanity in there. Yeah, and I always thought to myself, like, this is so fucked up, but because of the relationship that we had, I always wondered, would she do this for me? Like, I like that's how little I of a relationship that I thought we had. Like, now I know it's so different. I'm sorry, oh. I get emotional. Um, you know, now... I know that you would, but back then, like, I just feel like I was everyone's support. I just had to be there for everyone. Yeah. And you going through that was just. I also think it's so hard because we were that that dynamic, like adult children of alcoholics. Uh Like we both were in our own way. We had to be adults so fast yeah. and it was survival mode and we were both barely hanging on. Oh yeah. Yeah. The only thing that kept me hanging on was like distraction from everything else. You know, yeah. I never wanted to think or, or work through my shit because yeah. the second I looked at myself and that's why I think I did everything for everyone and everyone else 
um, instead of ever looking at myself was yeah. because the second I did, I knew I had a lot of work to do, you know? Well, codependence is one hell of a drug. Yeah. It really is. It yeah. is just one hell of a drug. And, you know, that goes back to those roles where, you know, we fit in our in our spot. We're yeah. put in our spot. And that's, you know. Yeah, definitely put in our spot until you decide to find your own and where you truly belong, you know. And then we began getting closer, actually, um, a couple of years ago, Gabby... Um, had a really kind of life-changing experience where she began having severe anxiety and like um, mind-altering shit. <laughs> yeah. And I had always um, been really judgmental towards you and said, you know, oh God, can't you just keep it together? You know, um, what's wrong with you type of stuff? Like, this is so easy. Why can't you just get it? And then that happened to me, and I always say, and I know you don't agree with this, but I swear to you, that was God showing me what life was like in your shoes. And when that happened, I just realized, like, wow, I need to be more understanding of her because, shit, this is so, this, that's the hardest thing that has ever happened to me. I mean, coming from somebody who's always in control mm -hmm. to just losing all, all control, not having any ability to even control my own thoughts. It just made me really realize how much um, compassion I lacked and, you know, understanding for what you went through. And I didn't even want to listen to you mm -hmm. back then, you know. So I'm, I'm grateful for that because yeah, like at 24, <laughs> I think is really when it started. I, we finally started to have a good relationship. That's when our relationship really started to mend. Yeah. Yeah. And it hasn't been, I think I say this in every episode and I just want to hammer it into <laughs> people's minds that. Like recovery is not a linear experience. Like there's mm -hmm. highs and lows and yeah. they're okay. And that the value of the lows compared to the highs is the same. Yeah. Right. Like the lows are growing spots and the highs are when you just ride the ride and enjoy it. But, um, right before the pretty wild episode, um, or the, the rather, reunion, the reunion show, yeah. Reunion episode um, on Recovering from Reality, you and I got in a huge, huge blowout fight. And so Gabby, like where I don't tap into anger at all. I am so full force. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby goes like zero to 60 in like a second, like a yeah. snap. Yeah. And we had a huge miscommunication, mm -hmm. huge and, and it wasn't it a mis up. miscommunication on words as much it was on feelings, I feel yeah. like. And she didn't know that right before our meltdown, um, I had been like cussed no, out No, I by did the know step. that, like, but I just, my compassion wasn't there. I wasn't willing to make that an excuse for why it happened. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, tr that's true. So Gabby... Um, 
Gabby has a hard time understanding that like I'm a, so Gabby is more resilient than I am. And she expects me to be as resilient as she is. Well, I'm not, I'm a very sensitive person. Like I'm easily rocked and I'm working on this right now about like balancing my energy and not taking on other people's energy. And I need to learn to be more understanding. Yeah. (laughs) I need a little from her and she needs a little from me. And so I think that's what we, we walked away from in that, I remember the therapist. <laughs> she's at the door and she's like, can I help? And I just go, no. <laughs> yeah. You were like not I'm so into sorry. Help. She was so nice. <laughs> she, she was. And, um, and, but I can totally understand when you're in those moments and you're just like, yeah, I, I'm like, I need to handle this myself. <laughs> yeah. Like as if I know what's best when I'm like exactly. on total like <laughs> a- autopilot right now, just like being yeah. a bitch. Cause I want to be, um, but all, so all of these moments that we've had though, have ultimately led to growth. And I think that you have to be willing to meet the other person where they're at And it's been a challenge for me. I remember when I made an amends to Gabby the first time and um, things didn't like get better right then. And I think that that's something. It didn't get better for like a long years. Years. Yeah, years. And I think that that's something that's really hard for people who finally get sober and they understand their part and they're listing like I wasn't attentive to your needs and I wasn't able to be there for you as an older sister. And I remember breaking down because I felt so bad that I wasn't able to be an older sister for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really hard when when you're trying to make it a better life for yourself and then the other person's not receptive And that's when I have to remember and all of us need to remember that you're doing this for you so that way you can stay sober. You know, you're getting, not everybody's going to accept your apology right there. And then that doesn't mean that you have to give up on the relationship. It just means you have to be willing to meet the other person where they're at. And And, at that point you weren't Well, and also it's not even that I hadn't forgiven you as much as I personally just wasn't at a stage in my life where I wanted to try and jump into a a relationship and mending that relationship. I think that you didn't forgive me. I mean, we were, I really think that the moment that you forgave me was the moment that you could see yourself in my shoes and really experience. Yeah. Just like a little glimpse into what I was experiencing. I guess that's what I, what I thought forgiveness was when you made that amends to me, Mm -hmm. I had forgiven. Um, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to look at you, um, and see how you live in your shoes Mm -hmm. you know i didn't want to do that um Mm -hmm. which is that's empathy right right? yeah and i didn't have that but i also didn't know that i didn't have it until i went through yeah that experience and And i think that that's i think that there's it's so easy to bypass this work right and just to say like okay i forgive you and we're moving on Uh uh-huh and to but do then that spiritual stuff bypass. Triggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when it happened on the reunion episode, when we got into that fight and I saw what I, what in my opinion was you and Tess ganging up on me again, like when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. it, it 
it was like a knife in my stomach and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing this again. I will not live this life again. I'm not going to do this reunion with you guys. If that's the way we're going to act, I'm 25 now. I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you saw it from a totally different perspective, but yeah, like that trigger right there. And then mom said something to me <laughs> and this could seem like common sense to so many people. <laughs> but, okay. But when you're in that headspace, me, nothing is common sense. Right. But, and also just like little things, like I used to take everything, um, very personal, like and you and mom, you said, but Gabby, you don't need to take it personally. And I was like, whoa, I didn't need to take it. I could have just walked away and not taken it personally. It's one of the four agreements. Right. And that's what mom mom was saying. And then, you know, it happened to me in the car with grandpa. He had said something. We were talking about Jerry and I was expressing my feelings to him. And he was like, okay, enough of, enough of therapy session. Mm -hmm. And that, used to make me upset because my grandfather is very unemotionally available. And I mean, I don't think he told me he loved me until I was 20 <laughs> years old and he wrote it in oh, an I'm email. I'm only laughing because it's so fucked up. But <laughs> yeah. Yes. And he wrote it in an email. Love you, grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa, we, we, we adore you. <laughs> I know. And honestly, I think it's so hard because I love him so much, much? and I just want him to, to know. love you. Yes. Yeah. I know. And to love me back once again. But again, meeting people where they're at. Right. right? Exactly. It's like, ugh. So then I sat in the car with him and I'm driving and I'm like, I could cry right now. I get really mm. emotional, which he wouldn't understand. No, <laughs> and he'd look at me less. I mean, than. he did shut you down, and that is he did hurtful. But also, I can't take it personally because exactly that's who Grandpa is. He just doesn't understand yeah, how to he's be emotionally never gonna available. Meet that emotion- yeah, he's never going to meet that need. No, for you. No, and so I just had to let it go, mm-hmm. and it felt so good to yeah. not take it personally instead of react and dwell on it all day. <laughs> yeah, you know so. And carry that. Yeah, and carry it all day. That's gross. I'm so grateful for where we're at right now because we're able to have this dialogue where like even a year ago we would not have been able to. And now that Gabby is married and possibly going to have children, we've been able to have some like really awesome dialogue around parenting and what we want to raise our children like and And things like that. And we're just getting... I'm getting out of the partying stage with my friends and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. And at the same time, I had that breakdown, which allowed me to understand you better. And therefore, like, when, when, and I, please don't be offended when I say this, when we used to hang out, it was like a chore. I was like, oh my God, we're going to (laughs) fight for sure. Something is going to be a disagreement mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel this way. And, and I realized that that was all because I wasn't willing to understand you. And now hanging out with you is so fun. You know, like I finally feel like we're sisters. Yeah. And we like, laugh a lot. A lot. A I lot. think, mo- I mean, I don't know, like really one time where we're not having 90% to a hundred percent of a good time. And so I love you. (laughs) I love you too. I'm so grateful that we are where we're at today. It's a choice 
to do this work. And it's a choice to not be reactive and instead to try to be compassionate and empathetic, not to shame or blame. Yeah. You know, um, to be present and, and have to constantly some really look at tough, what you've done yeah, in the situation. Yeah. And to have tough, tough conversations and tough dialogue. I mm. mean, Gabby doesn't see eye to eye with my parenting sometimes. Even just a couple of months ago, like this just shows how far we've come. I had had surgery and Gabby came over to help me with the girls. And Dakota knows Harper. She ordered black beans and I wanted her to take one bite. <laughs> so I hear Gabby. Um, I'm trying to bribe her with, with Rocky Road ice cream. Yes. And I said... <laughs> You have to have one bite of your beans because how do you know you don't like them? Yeah. And I was like, just one bite. And then she was like, no, she started crying. I was like, okay, well, then no ice cream. And then Alexis came over the stair, the uh, catwalk, whatever it's called. And she goes, I don't force feed my kids. If Harper, would you like to have a veggie pouch? And of course, Harper said, yes, she'll have a veggie pouch. And then that was her way of getting ice cream. And, you know, then Alexis sent me over these articles about why she feels the way she does. And I learned something from her. And, um, yes, but first, oh, what yeah. happened? Well, you skipped over the most important Sorry. part. <laughs> so I hear Gabby like basically bribing and coercing Harper to eat beans, right? And I have a rule in my house that we try everything once and if you don't like it, you don't have to try it again. Like we be we're going to be curious regarding food and new experiences. And if you're not into it, then you never have to try it ever 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 again. And so I'm hearing Harper and she's like, "No, I don't like beans." blah 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 blah. And Gabby's like, "Well, you have to eat beans." three bites if you want to have ice cream it was one bite or whatever it was doesn't matter semantics she gabby semantics it. she's had him before and so i hear this and i say to gabby you know um i don't believe in um bribery for stuff like that and um she responded with um something along the lines of i always give in to my kids and that they're going to be little brats <laughs> which Okay, those are big assumptions. I forgot I did that. And the reality is that but my kids, I say no rude. to my kids a lot. It was pretty rude. I just said you got, okay, yeah. Okay. It was rude. <laughs> Throwing away the key. <laughs> it was rude. And then I sent her some articles on why and how that leads to unhealthy eating behaviors and possible issues later on down the road and blah, 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 and distrust between the relationship. And... Um, I said, you know, well, then you asked me to come upstairs. Yeah. I said, can you please come upstairs? And she came upstairs and I said, you know, there's been a number of times that you've brought up my parenting choices and, um, it feels really shaming. I would appreciate it if from now on when I mentioned something that you just respect my choice and blah, blah, blah. And Gabby was like so receptive to it, mm -hmm. which in the past that would have been a huge blow up and I she would have taken her toys and gone home. Points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why that was wrong. And uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that is growth right there. Like being able to have dialogue, um, that, you know, removes shame, you know, cause I could have shamed you back. Uh -huh. And been like, gosh, you're blah, 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 blah. Uh -huh. You know? And yeah. instead of doing that, um, 
We made the we, choice to be big girls. I know. <laughs> go us. I mean, and we're about to go on our first sister trip. I know. I'm so excited. And we're wearing matching outfits. We are. We got matching outfits. And I'm so <laughs> stoked. We've never been on vacation with each other. Not even in our childhood did we go anywhere. Yeah, we did. But not... Okay, We went well, to Hawaii once. Once. But God, that was such a horrible experience. <laughs> It was. And to, I mean, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. I mean, I love grandpa, but everything has to be an like, educational. It's like a freaking military yeah, school. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, yeah, so I am so excited. We are headed to Vegas next Woo-hoo! week back to see the Backstreet back Boys. And we're going to have so <laughs> much fun. And yes, we got freaking matching outfits. And Alexis is going to gamble for the first time. Yeah, I've never gambled. So Gabby's going to take me gambling yeah. for the first time. Um, I have had some serious Vegas fun. Like I've won 70 grand on the high stakes table so i'm gonna show her what's up I'm like, well i don't have that kind of money so we <laughs> i'll be playing the slots <laughs> no we're gonna play a little blackjack uh, okay you can do five dollar tables all right we're gonna try it we're gonna we're have, have fun, fun. Yes. and i'm really excited about that i think we should play a game ready well no would you rather oh okay i'm ready okay should we tell people that we're playing would you rather though we're playing would you rather okay <laughs> Would you rather your crystal just broke? <gasps> That's bad luck. No, it's not. This this type of crystal. Somebody told me that um, you're not supposed up. to touch anyone else's love quartz. <gasps> Don't touch mine. I gave it to you. I Don't know, touch it. I know. You're not supposed to touch anyone else's love quartz, and it gets cleansed by the moon. Full okay, moon you gotta put it in the moon. You have to put it in the moon. God damn it, Alexis. Would you rather have finger-sized nipples or nipple-sized <laughs> fingers? <laughs> You can really do anything with nipple-sized <laughs> fingers. You definitely can get your nails done. So, <laughs> I would rather have, I would rather have nipple-sized <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Nipples. Okay. All right. Whatever. Okay. You can at least have plastic surgery. Would you rather eat chocolate-flavored <laughs> shit? Or or shit favorite chocolate. Or shit paper No or shit flavored chocolate. Yes. That's not even would a- you yes. Would you rather eat shit, a piece of shit that tastes like chocolate? I would definitely chocolate. rather shit flavored chocolate. <laughs> shit flavored chocolate. See, okay, I think you need to take the worst of one of these questions and then mix it with the worst of the other and then have to choose. Oh, I like that. So would you rather eat chocolate flavored shit or of Nipple size fingers, <laughs> <laughs> like little nubs, like on, like just your knuckle, like just an inch out, uh, <laughs> or not an inch. I would probably eat chocolate flavored <laughs> shit. <laughs> because you only have to do it once. The fingers are for life. Okay. Would you rather shit on someone? Now, would you rather have someone shit on you, or would you rather fart every time? <laughs> or fart every single time that you laugh? Would I rather have someone shit on me? 
fart. Or I fart every single time that you laugh. I probably do fart every time I laugh already. So. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to go with that one. Okay. Would you rather see Brandon in a porn video <laughs> and you have to watch it start to finish or your parents? Oh, my God. Brandon, for sure. I would not the scar. Scarring, right? Okay. Okay. Would you rather wear someone's dirty underwear for 10 days? I'm adding the 10 days. I figured. Or would you rather have sex with someone with BO once? Sex with someone with BO once. Ugh. I don't know about that. That's like the worst thing in the whole world. Okay. I disagree. I'm trying to look for another one that I think is pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather shit your pants once a year in public or every day in private? <laughs> <laughs> once a year in public. <laughs> Wait. This one's so bad. I don't know if I can read this, Gabby. Would you rather be the recipient of a bukkake party? <laughs> Do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? Yeah. Evan told me what that was. No. Evan told you me can't. what that is. Okay, I think it's too inappropriate to talk about, but yes. I don't think it's inappropriate. Nothing's inappropriate. Or I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Or would you rather be the recipient of a bukkake party <laughs> <laughs> or drink a cup of period blood? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Okay, those are like, <laughs> I guess, death an option. Mine would be bukkake party. <laughs> sure. Okay, bukkake. Can you throw up the blood? I could not get that in my mouth. Oh, I can, I'm really good at plugging my nose while I drink something These I don't like. These are really, really, really bad ones. What's a bukkake party? A bukkake party is when a whole bunch of guys jizz on your face. <laughs> also once. known as a facial. But all at once, but a bunch of people. Oh my God, I would literally die. Okay, let me see what... Okay. Mm. Okay, I've got one. Okay. Would you rather be a part of two girls, one cup? <laughs> I can't. Or or um be in prison <laughs> for sexual uh, assault. Um <laughs> oh my god, that's the worst thing ever. Either Play with someone's shit in your mouth <laughs> or go to prison for sexual assault. Are you wrongfully convicted? I mean, you know you're innocent, but, but nobody everybody else, else does. does. I'd rather go to prison. <laughs> I'd rather get I butt raped. I don't care. By I, who? By a girl? Girl's fingers. I guess that's not, so bad. that's not so bad. <laughs> <sighs> I've been known to take a finger or two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, all right. Let's see if there's one more that I could come up with. Would you rather have vaginas in your armpits or armpits be or your armpit between your legs? 
God. Well, I still want to have sex, and I don't want to have sex in my armpits. So you would say you'd choose. I I mean, I guess I'd have to have vaginas in my armpits because I still want a vagina between my thighs. No. If you have vaginas in your armpits, oh, then you would. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Three vaginas. Three vaginas. No big, no big deal. <clears throat> Would you rather have to be constantly naked or always have people watch you have sex? Constantly naked. Yeah? Yeah. Same. And so it is. <laughs>